Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, sir. We are back on audio and video recording. Good evening. And welcome to Primetime. I am Ron Burgundy. Do I, did I sound good? Do you think I can do like... That was awesome. That was, I think I might stop like, podcasting with you and just go be a weatherman or something. <laughs> Chris Cuomo just got fired from CNN, so they might need me. You know what oh, I mean? They might yeah. need me. Yeah, that's a good point. So I might try to do that. Okay. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailer for The Lost City, a quick spoiler-free review of Spider-Man No Way Home, the latest episode of Hawkeye, and our movie of the week, The Woman in the Window. kind of shaking your head no there i don't know what that was for. i don't, kind of I don't like there. i don't like spoiler free it's been like a week <laughs> go see go see spider-man <laughs> go see spider-man right now let's just hop right in it dude i, yeah, I don't man, even, let's handle business let's just handle business man it's been a week we got this new trailer we got some more channing tatum yes with brad pitt and our main girl, don't tell our wives, Sandy B. Right, right. The Lost City, man. Talk to me. I like how this is just on the heels of the, the other Chan and Tatum movie, The uh, Dog, right? Yeah. I think this is going to be like that perfect role for him because that's him, right? Yeah. The model, the... Washboard abs. The actor. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's him all day long. I think he's going to play that character very well because he has before. The perfect bone structure. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Dude can dance. We know that. Have you we ever seen him pop sure. lock and drop, bro? Like, he does it the best. <laughs> does he? All right. I mean. I think that was a little overshare, but we're good. I mean, we'll be all right. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> uh, no, the concept of this one seems pretty cool. Uh, Sandra Bullock's character... 
I don't quite remember their names, but her character is like a book writer and she ends up in her story. I love how Jane and Tatum's just like, I gotta prove myself. I gotta prove I'm more than just a model. Yeah. And <laughs> I just feel like that's just gonna be him, man. And acting kind of kind of goofy, you know, how he does. You know, just that just that mindset of his that he's in in a lot of movies where it's just like, I'm just here having fun, guys. Let's get this movie done. And I, I think it's going to be great. And then Brad Pitt with his <laughs> hair flipping. Just, just, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of gorgeous people in this movie and Daniel Rad, <laughs> Radcliffe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so many gorgeous people and, and Harry Potter. Yeah. No, man, this, this, this looks fun. Uh, I think the comedy is going to uh, be brought out. I love seeing Brad, man. I love seeing Brad Pitt do comedy. Like, he doesn't do it often, but right. I think those guys who don't do it often, they're actually really, really good at it, man. Because, one, you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. Two, like, you know that he worked on his stuff. He worked on it. He's going to deliver those lines. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah. It's going to be deadpan because it's Brad Pitt and like he doesn't do comedy really. I want to see him do more of that, man. That's that's definitely <laughs> what I love, man. You can't save the I mean he's probably going to save the day here, mm. but uh no nah, man, this, this, I'm just ranting. This looks fun. Uh this looks like it's really <laughs> going to be an enjoyable flick. Um Daniel Radcliffe as the 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 rich villain. Sure. <laughs> sign, sign me up. Handle business, right? Harry Potter got a new bag, I guess, you know? So, yeah, we got to definitely check this flick out. All right, man, let's get into it. The movie everybody's talking about this month, obviously West Side Story, right? We got to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I am excited to go see West Side Story, by the way. Um, But no, the bigger movie everybody wants to see, if you haven't yet, you need to, Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, Javi, I know you are not a fan of no spoiler reviews, but this movie is doing numbers right now and it's traction. Let's let's wait a week or two before we actually dive deep into it. Okay. But I just want to say have one, we only have one week. Only got one week. So. <laughs> We're not coming back for season three. <laughs> are we, well, are, we got, are we being canceled after this? Well, we got we got. This is episode 23, we got 24, and then we got our season ender. We don't have a whole lot of time. Oh, well, we're, I think we're both going to talk about it in our season ender. That's why you're the host, man. You're correct. <laughs> like, definitely. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why you are the uh, the creative side of this. this All right, guys. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of that... Uh, little little housekeeping. We do have something really awesome in store for our 25th episode to finish out <laughs> season two. Really excited about it. Been working on it. It's so good that Javi doesn't even know what it is yet. Okay, no clue. But he's excited for our 25th episode. No nah, man, let's let, let's talk <laughs> what we can about Spider Man No Way Home. We once again can't say much, but from what we can say, five buckets of popcorn, bro. All day. All day. The action was there. The comedy was there. The nostalgia was there. This is a movie that you want to see on the biggest screen possible. Yeah. 
Yep. A lot of moving parts in every scene. Oh, dude. But like, it felt like it kept going. Like, it was never just like, oh, okay, yeah. what was that there for? Everything was, was serviced. It's a pretty long movie, and you really don't feel like you wasted time. Yeah. You know, there, there's all, every, every scene means something, and it leads to something else. And, you know, we were in there for, we were in there for a little while. We were in yeah. there for over three hours. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, with, even with trailers and everything, even like, you know, I remember Homecoming and Far From Home. There were some down parts in there, both fantastic mm-hmm. movies, but there were some like down parts in there where you're just like, OK, this is, you know, this is OK, <laughs> but this is like filler. Yeah. This is filler right here. Uh, no Way Home. There was absolutely none of that. Everything made sense. Everything fit. Everything helped to get to that next point. It was just fun, man, the yeah. entire time. Oh, yeah. You are going to um, you're gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. You're going to cry. One tear. That's all you're allowed. Gangsters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Andrew Garfield uh, pulls more than just one out. You just hit a spoiler. Thank you very much. I, Dude, I appreciate our... our it's it's our, been a week. I, speak, I appreciate listen, our, listen, our spoiler-free listen, review. Listen. <laughs> listen. If people didn't know that them two were not in there, I applaud it. Really? If you didn't know that was going to happen at this point. Yeah. That is, that. I mean, to me, that is actually really amazing. I will say this, okay? I I knew Tobey Maguire was going to be in this movie. There was there was zero doubt in my mind that Tobey Maguire was going to be in this movie, okay? He's not doing anything else with his life, okay? But I'm saying, like, for me, let's say for me, up until the movie actually released, there was nothing really that was, like, 100% that's what's happening. But as soon as it was released, like, that Friday or whatever, by the time Sunday rolled around, things happened, man. So, like, I I go zero dark 30, bro. (laughs) I go zero dark 30 when a movie that I'm excited about... Because yeah. there's the there's the Facebook, there's the Instagram, there's the yeah. Twitter, there's the, the, the Reddit. The Reddit is the worst. Um there's there's <laughs> that's, YouTube. That's a general general statement. There's uh, this is for everything. Reddit's the worst for everything. <laughs> uh Reddit, if you do want to sponsor us, hit us up on Gmail, okay? Um <laughs> but but you're the worst, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then there's th- that new thing that the, the kids are on the Tiki Talk. I don't I don't even know what that is, Uh-oh. but there's spoilers on there. So I go zero dark thirty, bro. You know what I spent my weekend doing? Yeah. Watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Okay. Phone right. fair, phone fair. was down the entire time. See, and that that's impressive. It was tough, dude. I was sweating bullets. I I bet. Yeah. So. But I mean, it's been a week. Come on, by the time this pod drops, it's been a week. That is my statement that I've held every time we talk about something. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's been a week since we talked about it and recorded this pod, and it's still days later after we record this pod. Come on, I won't say anything. I mean, you just said you just spoiled the other one, so. Don't come on to me. You said oh, Toby Maguire. So. I, I am going to give you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you're right. I am going to say one thing that you guys need to need to know going into this movie. If you've never seen it before, okay. If you've not seen it, if you're waiting for like a week or two, <clears throat> I did want to tell you this, okay. And I apologize. So if you don't want to hear this spoiler, fast forward like 
10 seconds, okay? But here it comes, all right? Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. Okay, I, I had I had to tell you guys that. Okay, I had to tell you that. Okay, let, just let it out, man. Just let just gotta, it all out. Just gotta. Now you know. Okay, now you can go into Spider Man No Way Home, and you're good. Okay, you fully understand yeah. what's going on there. No, nah, man, this was oh. a this was the best Spider Man movie that I've ever seen, and I don't know if it can be topped. I don't I know. I mean, and just just fun character interaction. Yeah. And, like, the way that it ended, like, I, I the way that it ended, I wanted to watch two more hours. Like, I just wanted right. to just go into, like, all right, let's go for the next. <laughs> and when it, I was like, I know we can't go anymore, but, like, oh, give me some more of this, man. Like, it's totally yeah. fan servicing and so much fun, so. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Sorry about the Bruce Willis thing, guys. All right. Um, let's move forward here. Okay. The latest episode of Hawkeye. This was the episode. Yes. This was like Kate and Clint not together, not working together, doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Still end up meeting up at the end because obviously they have to, but... Dude, he put the Ronin suit on. And when that suit's on, I feel like he's like Batman. <laughs> Remember the scene from Batman Begins at the docks? When he's like taking dudes out and everything. Oh, yeah. That's the vibe that I got here. And I'm like, dude, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when he is Ronin, he is. It's almost like the, the suit gives him actual superpowers. Right? It's like a different persona that he puts on that suit. And he's like Michelangelo or yeah. Donatello, like one of the turtles now, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Leonardo, that's the one with the sword. Leonardo. Yes, yes. I love the turtles. I just couldn't forget. I had a brain, brain fart. That's all right. This episode was fantastic from start to finish. You saw Clint in a very dark place. Yeah. Talks to Natasha. Says he's got, he, he apologizes, but got to do what he has to do. And goes to put down the, the, I forgot her. What's the girl's name? The deaf girl. Always forget uh, her name. Yeah, I do too. Doing her thing on there, by the way. But he goes to like take down all of her people. And then Kate, oh, on the opposite end, Kate the entire time is trying to call him. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> calling him. Can't get a hold of him. Just leaving voicemails. So Echo is her name? Oh, okay. Echo it is. It's a good name. Um, yeah. So that's all I got right now is Echo. Hey, it's good enough. Yeah, uh, that'll work. We're with Echo, we'll just, Echo, Echo, Echo. We'll just cut, echo, that, cut that up echo, to make ourselves echo, sound cooler. I'll make sure echo, that happens. Echo, Echo, <laughs> Echo, Echo. Okay, anyway. <laughs> what was your favorite part from this episode, man? I was just really enjoying that Kate and... Are we spoiling? We're we not spoiling. We are spoiling this. I, I was enjoying that Kate and uh, Yelena kind of bonding moment, I guess the, is what you would call it. The mac and cheese dinner? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a really funny scene, like... I mean, it's very serious, you know, what they're doing, but it's like uh, these two bouncing off of each other was fantastic. Elena, knowing that she can, like, or she was telling Kate, she's like, you know, I could have 
killed you before you came in the door. <laughs> whatever, whatever. And Kate, like, yeah, yeah, I got you. When I was coming in the door, you could kill me. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Their their banter back and forth on this one, and like it kind of shows you, Kate can also interrogate kind of the same way the Black Widows do. Yeah, like she's just talking and conversating, and still able to pull out certain information and kind of get that emotional attachment. And she kind of did the same thing as they do, and I thought that was pretty fantastic in this scene. Yeah, man. So that was fun. I like seeing very good actors sit down and have a table read. That's literally yeah. what this have, what, what that scene was. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth. The stakes are extremely high, but Yelena with her jokes and then like Kate with her snarkiness and everything going back and forth. It was just a really good scene. Yeah. We're like you, you, we leave Kate with just kind of, you know, Clint doesn't want to work with her no more. They're, they're not partners. Basically like, get out of this situation. And now she's in front of Yelena, who's definitely has the possibility of killing her and, le- <laughs> and, and leaves her with like yeah. to stay out of her way. So yeah. the first thing she wants to do is go warn Clint. And that's, mm-hmm. that's fearful for her life. Remember she's a kid still, right? She's like in her early twenties yeah. and she suits back up, goes out there, helps out Clint, lets him know. So now mm-hmm. he's, uh, you know, she's the target. She's in Yelena's way, basically. How that's going to unfold, no clue, but super excited to watch, man. I really enjoyed, uh, I can't remember this guy's name now, his LARPer friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. But he ends up back at this guy's apartment, right? And they're hanging out and he's kind of trying to stay low. And as they're eating dinner, the big surprise of the episode happens, right? Oh, dude, super excited about this, man. Yes. You want to you spoil it? or? <sighs> well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to sound really giddy, right? So this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back, right? Uh, okay. The Ben Affleck Daredevil movie had a character called Kingpin, played by the late, great uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Did a fantastic job. Wanted to see more of him, but... That movie flopped because it was Ben Affleck in the early 2000s and Ben Affleck flopped in the early 2000s. Simple as that. I mean, that the, the whole movie didn't do him a big favor either. Nope. So uh, fast forward <laughs> after the Avengers 2012, Marvel makes a deal with Netflix to produce some Marvel TV shows on yeah. the, web, the web series Net, Netflix. Uh, the first one that comes out is Daredevil and Daredevil stars Charlie Cox and it also has Kingpin Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. played by the fabulous <laughs> the amazing the totally talented okay this dude was in a movie that we did earlier okay Vincent D'Onforio plays Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. He's been in a few of them, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is back. (laughs) He is in the MCU again as Wilson Fisk. Super excited. 
I do have a few questions. Mm-hmm. What you got? Will, will everything be canon? So all that stuff that happened before, will it be canon? How is he now? Is he like a different Wilson Fizz? I'm just, I have so many questions, man. Also, Wilson Fisk, man, now that he's back in, like, the Marvel MCU, yeah. and, and I know, like, Spider-Man's with Sony, but he's also MCU, so it's weird. Uh, I, I, I hope to see Tom Holland and Vincent D'Orfornio, like, on screen together. There's so much that they can do, man. Like, the, the MCU in the world just keeps getting bigger and bigger, but it was only a picture, it was, it was only a picture yeah. at the end of Kingpin. And I was thinking, like, what does this guy know? Like, what has he been a part of? And how is Kate's mom really involved? Because the whole time they're talking yeah. big guy, big guy, big guy, you know, the the the, the boss, the leader, who we who yeah. you work for. And in the back yep. of the man, I'm, I'm like Kingpin, but I'm like, they're not bringing this guy back. They're not. They're not. There's no way. Or or they're going to recast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what kind of I was curious about myself. But when it was him in that picture, I'm super excited, man. Yeah. We'll stick to We got two more episodes, brother. So hold on oh, to yeah. your seats, guys. We'll we'll spoil every second <laughs> of that show. I was fine to spoil Hawkeye, but, you know. Because, like, two episodes of Hawkeye, like, you're, if you, <laughs> you're, <laughs> he's just messing with me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. My my amazing co-host is just messing with me. We actually got into a fight earlier, okay? Yeah. I call was, I call I called him a good. dude I called him a duty head. Um <laughs> he he came back with, with love. Uh oh, he's, yeah. he's a care bear, so <laughs> all right guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Coffee. Uh, something that we never talk about are the amazing vehicles in these movies, man, that we watch. I mean, let's talk about our top phase, bro, for a second. Yeah, man. That Ashton Martin DB5 from James Bond, Acclaim, just mm. fantastic. That 89 Batmobile. Tim Burton's Batmobile, Michael Keaton's Batmobile, just yes. badass. Iconic. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a muscle car type of guy but Eleanor that 67 Mustang yeah. Shelby GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds whew. got me there oh that's a perfect <laughs> car man you know and probably super iconic more than any of those other ones is that DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future yeah. like that was a character itself and just fantastic brother just classic dope vehicles that helped out our protagonist get through their movie, man. What are some of your favorites? Of course, the DeLorean. 100% agree with that one. Oh, fantastic. Mine are a lot of muscle cars, man. Uh, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Fire. Dom's 1970 Charger from the first Fast and the Furious. Interesting fact, I have a photo next to one of those cars that I took at Universal Studios when I was younger. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Uh, 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine. And that Ferrari 250 GT from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dude, that one from Ferris Bueller's, man, is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? Well, it's going to definitely have to be Dom's Charger overall. Uh, Just American muscle. 
No matter where you go, these things make a statement. Yeah. What about you? Which one would you choose? It's that DB5, man. It's the ultimate spy car. Like, I love James Bond. I always wanted to be a spy. Uh, You know, this car has pop-out gun barrels behind the front headlights, revolving license plate, a champagne cooler in the armrest, smoke screen, oil slick. This car just screams badassery, man. Like, I wouldn't use any of those things, but super cool. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you have to have a license to kill to drive it? You know what? You probably should. (laughs) (laughs) All right, team. So we want to hear about your favorite movie vehicles. You know the socials. Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. All right, JV. Enough talk about that good stuff, man. Let's hop into this week's movie, man. You ready? Yeah, man. Always. All right. Always. This week we got uh, The Woman in the Window. Came out this year, 2021. This is directed by Joe Wright, uh, written by Tracy Letts. We had a $40 million budget on this one, and as most of Netflix's financials, the actual revenue from this movie does not exist. You ain't seen them books, dog. Uh, so I would love to actually know how they figure that out, but not going to learn it right now. So that's where we're at. Before we jump into remember Quickstar or Quickster? The, they had the streaming service, which was Netflix, where they tried to do the DVD service, and that was going to be like Quickster or something like that. I don't know why I just thought about that. <laughs> anyway, who's starring in this movie? I'm sorry. Uh, we have Amy Adams as Dr. Anna Fox, Gary Oldman as Alistair Russell, Anthony Mackie as Edward Fox, uh, Fred Hetchinger as Ethan Russell, Wyatt Russell as David Winter, Brian Tyree Henry as Detective Little, Julianne Moore as Catherine Melly. Jennifer Jason Lee uh, as Jane Russell. <laughs> uh, Janine uh, Sorales as Detective Norelli. And Tracy Letts as Dr. Carl Landy. Uh, and Maria Bozeman as Olivia Fox. All right, man. So before we hop in there, uh, give us that, that quick synopsis of this movie. So Dr. Anna Fox believes she's a witness to a murder across the street from her home. Authorities do not believe her. The family across the street actually is there and is against her story as well, obviously. Um, They eventually all convince her that it's all made up. Uh, You know, she's going through a hard time. A lot of mental health issues here. uh, A lot of drinking, medicine. But we get to unravel this mystery alongside Anna. And we find out the end of her story was actually right but everything in the middle kind of takes us through this real interesting plot twist. So basically it was all a dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we got, um, as, as, as Hobby's over there trying to collect himself, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wildly unexpected. <laughs> all right. So we have this, uh, doctor, uh, Anna Fox, and she is, suffering from agoraphobia where she does not leave the house she's afraid of the outside you don't really know why and this is an interesting movie where it puts you right into the middle of her like breakdown it's a it's a psychological Mm -hmm. thriller and it puts you right in the middle of her breakdown 
and the week that follows. Mm-hmm. It's it's different because usually it's like leading up to it, but it kind of drops us right in the middle of like her just with the mm. with the pills, with the with the hard drinking of the wine, with the with the watching all the old school black and white movies. Yeah, man. Um, this is this is a wild ride. Yeah, it doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't reveal a whole lot at the beginning, like which is kind of part of the, the mystery of it, right? Like we don't really know what she's really going through. Like we have no idea where she's at and we think she's just making it through her day, right? Like yeah. basically taking it one day at a time. Um, let's go hop right in here. We got Amy Adams as Dr. Anna Fox, who is the lead character. I guess you can call her the protagonist. She's a child psychologist, but she's also has a, she's also going through something because she's suffered from agoraphobia. She's taking a lot of pills. She's drinking a lot of alcohol. She has her psychiatrist come to her house and, Mm -hmm. And, and have conversations and, and therapy and, and sessions with her as well. Talk about a, a woman who is suffering from something. You don't really know what at first until it like unravels, yeah. but Amy Adams did this actually very well. I was, I was thoroughly surprised. It's something difficult to do is to play a, such a layer, layered character. You know, she's very highly intelligent. Obviously she's a doctor. Um, yeah. psychi- psychiatrist in her own right, but to be going through what she's going through at the same exact time is very intense, and she showed that through her performance. Yeah, she is very like uh, kind of a mystery in herself, right? Like along with the the plot of the movie and everything going on around her, she's also a mystery that kind of unravels through the plot kind of like a little little sub story which supports the main plot of the movie yeah she hides it very well until it's time to to kind of let it out and then we see such good emotion right and in, in these times where it's like it's going from what we think she who she, who we think she is and and where she's at mentally to like just flips all the way over to the to the real mental place she's at when she's kind of starts remembering things that you know she's been doing that are not real and then realizing the reality yeah like her in this role for this movie she pulled this off man i was i was thoroughly expecting a really crappy performance one it's amy adams i don't think she has the ability to do a crappy crappy (laughs) performance but i was not excited to even watch this movie um that was one of the bright spots of the movie for me was just watching her kind of descend in the madness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very believable and you're enjoying this. Like, wow, I am, I cannot stop watching the screen because of what the hell is going to happen next or what the hell does she think yep. she's going to see or, 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 or do next. We have the great Gary Oldman as Alistar Russell. First and foremost, like Gary Oldman as Alistar Russell, like Alistar is a badass name. Okay. Yes. Like it's just super badass. (laughs) And that's kind of all the thing I want to talk about with, with, with him, man. He's got a badass name. Okay. No, there's actually a lot. So he's the neighbor across the street. (laughs) Just, just moves in with his son and daughter across the street from uh, Amy Adams. And it's obviously called the woman in the window. 
she sees what's going on. She definitely has uh, voyeurism in her where she just kind of views and sees what the hell is going on. She can see right into their brownstone. Yeah, it's like the, the only entertainment she's got, right? Exactly. You know, you, you get kind of black and white movies. So, <laughs> yeah. No, man, but he is a mystery by himself. There is mm-hmm. a lot to him. Why did he get fired? Did he get moved to a different firm? Is he with mm-hmm. this firm? Uh, did he kill his assistant? Is he, Did he have an affair with his assistant? There's so many layers to him and, and questions where you don't get all the answers at the end, but like Gary Oldman, he's just, when he's on screen, he's just so confident, right? Yep. And everything that he does, and it's no different in this movie. We're just like, yo, this dude is believable, and this chick is crazy. Simple as that. You think that the every time he's on screen, <laughs> right, right, right? Even yep. when he's arguing with her, saying like, you know, stay away from my son. It's, it's a, he's a boy. You're, you're a grown ass woman. Um, you just he has his a believability about him, and it's it's almost mm-hmm. scary, and it scared her. So. Gary Oldman in this scene, in this movie as well, did his thing. Yep. Really quick, because he's in everything. Just I, I don't I don't know how this guy's in so many damn movies, but Anthony Mackie. He was in this movie very quickly as well. But like <laughs> I feel like okay, so like I feel like he did his scenes and then like yeah. walked down the street and did like Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what oh, it yeah. felt like. Like <laughs> him, him and uh, Wyatt, they both uh, right? they were just stopping by <laughs> for a minute. Like y'all filming something? No, oh, yeah, we'll we'll hop in on it. Let's do I, it. I guess if you have a few minutes, uh, I can yeah, I can do something. <laughs> I can do a scene or two or whatever you need from me. Um, he plays the the husband, uh, yeah. and throughout the entire movie, you don't see her on the phone with him. You just hear as she's going through her day and doing whatever, you just hear them have back and forth conversations, which, you know, is a mechanism that's been used before where you might not see her on the phone. You might, you know, might be on speakerphone and you just don't know or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's that, that, that deep story behind that as well, that as this onion unpeels, uh, mm-hmm. You get more information. Biggest thing for me, it wasn't really a surprise. Your 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 thoughts, Avi? It wasn't a surprise, like the that Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That wasn't a surprise. <laughs> okay, I can't say that it wasn't that it was like a so like I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Right, but that, that's what I, I was. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like, oh man, they you know. <laughs> I try to trying to think of words, but yeah, it wasn't like a big surprise, right. but it wasn't like something I was expecting. It was just kind of like a okay, that fits <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I guess what I mean by, by that, man, if you want to take like the sixth sense for example, when Bruce Willis was dead the entire time, like in my yeah. Shyamalan did a bunch of fast cuts revealing that he did die yeah. in the beginning of the movie, and he's been dead the entire time, and showed us glimpses of this this was kind of a slow burn it was just like hey uh your husband's been dead your husband's not yeah. dead your husband and daughter are not alive all right that's that was a big spoiler yeah yes. you know watch the movie <laughs> it's on netflix spend 
Spend spend an hour forty watching yeah. this, guys. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I'm sorry. It's been a week. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> said, "Damn it, oh, we've man. hit our spoiler counter, Clyde. We've yeah. maxed out for the week." <laughs> need a button. Need a button over here. We need, you do need to start bleeping us bleeping stuff out. Like <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I might do that. That'd be great. All I might right. just bleep, <laughs> just a beep right there while you're talking, just for like, no context or whatever. Just gonna be a beep, and then come back in. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, uh, we got Fred Hetchinger as Ethan Russell, the the, the weird son of Alistar. You can tell from the start this kid is going through something. Yep. And really should not be trusted. Like, that's the kind of vibe that he gives off. Like, I wouldn't have let him in my house. I agree. He was a little too friendly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Like, not in a, hey, what's up, handshake kind of friendly. More of like a, I'm going to attach myself to you and I'm going to follow you around kind of friendly. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, that's, that's a... Really what do they creepy. call that a stranger danger? Stranger kind of danger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Keep away from this person, okay? Yeah. No, nah, he had a interesting role. Seen this kid in a few things before. Fred, he was okay, man. He wasn't really believable in his role. In the payoff is like, oh, of course you you go this route. I'm um, not going to spoil that though. So okay, fair enough. Wyatt Russell, David Winter, first and foremost. This is an interesting movie where it seems like more of a Alfred Hitchcock type movie, right? And he plays, why Russell plays this guy as you don't know who this guy really is. He lives no. in the basement. He's her tenant. Uh, he comes and goes. We find out that he has like a parole hearing, um, some bar fight in Boston, she also throws that shit in his face. That was messed up, by the way. That was really messed up. I'd have been like, "What? Like we we talked about this? You said that we were good." Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. we had a whole you know, we spent we had, a long time in that you know, we had in that a area whole trying to work this out about this. <laughs> yeah, so he plays that red herring where you don't know if he's good, you don't know if he's bad. Yeah. He's kind of there. He's the creepy looking guy. Comes across across nice, also comes across really weird at times. Yeah. And that's why Russell, man, he's he is that guy. He kind of can bring <laughs> bring that weird to it. Yeah. Just a few more characters, not too much, man, before we get to our, our next section. Uh Brian Tyree Henry, Detective Little. Probably my my second favorite character in this whole movie, man. He was a <laughs> uh, very small role. Brian Tyree Henry. I want to see him do more stuff, dude. This guy can definitely act and hold his own. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity that he's getting and has set up for the future, it's really excited for this guy. Uh, our holdover from last week, Julianne Moore, as I can't even reveal her name, or you already did. Catherine Mealy. Is that a spoiler? You can just bleep that out, whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how that works, but uh, you know, whatever. It uh, is what it is. You you can figure it out. 
guys uh leave us leave comments in the section oh wait javi blocked those um so can't leave comments <laughs> hit us up on our socials let us know how we're doing with mistakes so uh, <laughs> you say with mistakes is that what you say yeah <laughs> let us know about somebody all put mistakes. a uh we need somebody to keep up with the spoil spoiler counter please. yes yes we gotta we gotta <laughs> we gotta hire a third person just to keep up with that we're gonna we have a reddit page just to uh <laughs> Mis <laughs> mispronounced names and spoilers. We said we weren't going to spoil. We're going to get canceled be- <laughs> before we're even a thing, oh, dude. Okay, oh so my <laughs> oh my goodness. before we're even a, a thing, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> uh, uh, she plays a very mysterious woman, which is cool. I don't know if I like her with blonde hair, though. I don't like it. Nope. Don't don't mm. like it at all. She Julianne Moore to me is a red, red redhead. Needs to be one. Yep. Uh Jennifer Jason Lee's cool. And then Tracy Letts, the writer of the movie, plays the psychiatrist and it's a very small role. Really quickly, man, let's talk about the look and feel of this movie. I think it really brought us into her mind. I feel like that home of hers was like her mind, right? Just closed up and kind of real dark and uh lonely be honest with you damp i got that feeling as well right yeah yeah you ever, you ever seen um benedict cumberbatch as sherlock holmes yes okay uh fantastic show so he talks about like um the, his mind palace mm-hmm. i felt like that her her brownstone encompassed like her mind palace like she was there yeah. But also, what was really happening, what was not really happening at the same exact time, right? Was she crazy? Is she really seeing these things? Did this person die? Did this person mm-hmm. not die? Like, what's going on here, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. And I felt like that place really was like a living, breathing character and represented like an extension of Anna. Yep. So the look and the feel of the apartment, which is literally the only set, (laughs) (laughs) the only set the entire time. Downstairs and upstairs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, We spent a little time on the roof. Um, (laughs) Just 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 a little bit, but we spent a little bit of time up there. But no, you've definitely felt like that place was her. And as she matures to the movie and everything, you see why she has to do what she has to do at the end. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't be there anymore. And then, you know, the music itself was uh, a little terrifying, a little scary. It always kept you on your toes as well. As far as like, you always wonder like, yo, is she crazy or is she not crazy? That's the, that's the whole vibe. Like the house, the music, the, the lighting and everything. Joe Wright does mm-hmm. a great job with the production of this, uh, top to top to bottom, with just getting in the mind of Anna Fox and everything encompasses that. I thought that was really cool. All right, let's go for a theme. Sounds good. Thought long and hard about this. All right, Bruce Willis was dead the entire time. I'm joking. Okay, I'm done with that joke. All right, I'm done with that 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 that, that joke, guys. You know, this is a story about a woman overcoming obstacles in her life and trauma, uh, even though she's a psychiatrist herself, and yeah. getting on the other side. And sometimes in order to get to the next point, you have to go through something wildly dramatic, 
wildly crazy in order for you to get to the other side. Now, that's not saying that that's a theme that everybody needs to go through. And this is also based off a book, but it's also real life. You know, people are suffer from agoraphobia. People suffer from all kinds of different, different things like that. Mental illness with, with, with like pills and, and, and heavy Mm -hmm. drinking and wanting to be a loner and stuff like that. That's, that's her life. Um, and that you as an individual, you can overcome that and you can overcome your shit. I think that's what Joe Wright and Tracy Letts was definitely trying to say through this movie. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Thank you, sire. (laughs) Dude, I gotta do it, man. I was not going to do it, man, but I gotta do, I gotta, this is weird. I'm putting it here. I fought Doc Ock in the theaters last, last night, guys. (laughs) All right. Yes. So, so. (laughs) We're in the theater last last <laughs> night, and I, and I and I sit next to this kid. My seat is next to this kid. He must have been fifteen years old, a little overweight. Oh no! And I walk up to him. It's dark, right? Walk in the theater, and it's dark. And I see some what, like quick question though. Quick question: Was he already sitting there when we got? He there? was already. He was already sitting there, dude. Okay. Yes. I, I, I was trying to think about that earlier because in my head I was like. I remember you were like, where, where do y'all want to sit at? And I just kind of said at the very end. Yeah, because you're an asshole. But continue. <laughs> He's but like, I'm not sitting next to the kid. There was, there was a sofa seat and then there was a single seat. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't know who was, you know, coupling up. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's me and six, Carmen and seven. No, me and seven, Carmen and eight, you and nine. That kid wasn't yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we walk up from... The first, like, one, we go all the way down. That's why I asked you guys, which side do you go in? Because I know we're at the end. That's what I was trying to tell you. But anyway, we're walking down it, and I see this kid, and he has, like, I don't know if they're crutches or, like, a medical tubes or something. But, it's like, I see these (laughs) metal devices attached to him. I didn't I didn't notice that when we walked by him. Bro, that was the first thing I, I saw when I, when I before we got to our seats is the first thing I saw. I'm like, yeah. That had nothing to do with my seat choice. I just didn't see it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so Javi obviously sits down in 9, farthest away as possible. Um Car- Carmen sits down in 8, I sit down in 7. This this kid is apologizing literally the entire time about these Doc Ock arms that he has constructed, I guess, out of, like, tubes and duct tape or something. Yeah, it was like a like hard, like, dryer vent. Yes, yes. Like a, like a flexible, like, dryer vent hose. And they were not small. They They were not. And like I said, I didn't notice them before I sat down, but... When he was shimming them off, dude, dude, we were, we're not even there <laughs> yet. Okay, Before, that, that is the best part. part that is that is the best part of this. Okay, so, so the the the, <laughs> the trailer start right. We're watching like Maria Menudos, and she's doing her newbie mm. stuff that she does all the time. And after she's done with that, she's been doing that for decades. By the way. I just realized that. I can't go to the movies without seeing Maria Menounos. But anyway, the trailers start, and the entire time, he's just, like, pushing it back. It's right here, like, two inches away from my ear, and he keeps pushing it back behind us. But it's, like, a mechanical arm. It just keeps floating (laughs) back towards us, 
and it keeps brushing my ear. The entire this <laughs> this this doc Ock arm is like tickling my ear. He keeps kicking it back. And I'm like, dude, that's not gonna work. All right. Like this is not gonna do it. Right. So he just like kind of holds it for a little bit through some of the trailers. And I guess it was really uncomfortable. So he just kind of lets yeah. it go. And it like whacks me in the face. Yeah, I would have lost my mind. He, it whacks me in the face, and I'm like, dude, we gotta figure this out, dude. You're you're over there talking. You also got these arms. You can't do both, man. You can't do both. <laughs> Right, like I, just, I gotta have a real conversation with this fifteen-year-old kid. So he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take him off," and he tells me he's gonna take him off. I'm like, "I don't need, to, I don't need a play-by-play, dude. I'm good, I'm good." But he gets yeah. up, and like, there's people behind us who's trying to watch trailers. He does not care. He gets up and like shimmies out of them, dude. He shimmies out of them, right? It's like, <laughs> you ever had anybody? You ever see like, okay, uh, how do I do this? You ever seen anybody take a like a, a wetsuit off from um from uh from yes. from from surfing, That's exactly right? What it was. <laughs> yes. He, he shimmies out of this thing, right? And like drops it to the ground, like hops out of it. Like what why did you wear this to the theater, bro? I don't know how he was sitting down. Like I'm still was- my mind is still like boggled by the fact that he was sitting with that device on. So he sits it down. <laughs> he sits it down in front of us. And it's like on, on the rail. <laughs> when he gets up to go to the bathroom and comes back, dude, he tramples all over this damn thing, man. I'm like, there was like, <laughs> they were like, when they were sitting there leaning on the rail, I was looking at them and they were like two seats wide. Yes. They were huge. Like, <laughs> So basically, I, mean, I got I, I got no fight with Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, y'all. I mean, through. I won. I won. I, I, obviously, I'm a thug. All right. So wasn't there like one of his arms laying in the like the walkway or something when we left? So <laughs> I still don't know why people don't watch the entire Marvel movie until the very until the lights come on because you're going to get something. But he left as soon as not the, true the, fans, man. Not true fans. But he left as soon as the credits started rolling. And as we we're walking out, we did see like a piece of his arm. I wish I should. I wish I would have took a damn picture of this man. I really wish I should have, bro. I should have took. I should. I should have got a selfie with this kid, that dude. Good on the Gosh. on Facebook. I was. I was so mad and dumbfounded. That whole scenario was messed up. Because then there was like flashlights. <laughs> I guess he lost something in the seat. <laughs> he lost. His- they were up with their lights on <laughs> as bright as they could. Oh then they God. left. Then they, came, then they back. came back and were like just flashlights on. Everybody's just sitting there like and they're in front of everybody. Oh my god. We're at the yeah. rail. Yeah. And it's, it's just other than that, man, I enjoyed the experience with the rest of the crowd though. I think so, yeah. That was a good audience that was reacting to the movie and having a good time. Yeah, man. Fantastic. I, I had to get that story off my chest, man. So that's that's awesome. I want to say one more thing though to the trailers, real quick. What's up? How cool is it that Tom Holland is starring in this humongous movie, and also has a trailer for another movie playing before his humongous movie? <laughs> Yo, man, I I said it. I said it when I was leaving the theater last night. Uh, Tom Holland is the hottest movie star in the world right now. <laughs> There's nobody hotter than this kid, dude. I'm sorry. 
I was thinking that the, when the opening trailers were coming out, I was like, this dude had some movie showing right before his movie. That's just, that's awesome. Like, you know, you know, and like that yeah. goes back to Entourage. <laughs> that goes back to like Ari Gold and Entourage, dude. You you got this movie, you got to have the next one lined up. And what did Tom yep. Holland do? Had the next one lined up, man. Ready. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys. So that is our conversation about the woman in the window. Javi, talk to me, man. What were your thoughts about this movie? This is a pretty fun mystery. For me, it didn't really feel like anything really new. It just had its own, like, little twist, right? Yeah. You know, at the beginning, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I've seen this movie before multiple times. Uh, then you get to the middle, and it, it starts to to do its thing, right? A little unraveling here, unraveling there. And we get the twist. But, it was, I mean, it was a fun movie, man. I, I I'm not going to watch it again, though, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> uh, this will give you a, a two buckets out of five for me. Uh, that's mostly just because of uh, Amy Adams' performance, for the most part. And Wyatt Russell, really. He was all right in this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah, man. Um, This gets a bucket and a half for me, bro. Oh, okay. I, I like what they were trying to do, and I like Tracy Letts' script. I yeah. just feel like the delivery was not... When you do a psychological thriller, man, you want to be like... You want to be thrown off. You want to be like, wow, mm-hmm. right? And I, I know in this day and age with all the M. Night Shyamalan, with the Alfred Hitchcock and everything, yeah. it's difficult to do. It's like putting together like a really good like horror flick. It's yeah. difficult to do in 2021. I totally understand that, man. But I would rather you not do it than, <laughs> than, than not do it. And then if you try to do it and you swing and, and miss, you're going to not get as many yeah. buckets of popcorn from me. And this one is that, man. I think it was that little conversation we had earlier, too, with like Anthony Mackie and his role, where when it came time to reveal, it was kind of like, of course. Yeah, like that, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened, and that—that's kind of the problem with it. Was yeah. that's how it was through the whole movie? There was no, oh, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and and like to get a theater or get somebody to to do that, right? To to have like share that emotion for something yeah. that this person is going through. That's a good twist. All psychological thrillers, I believe, need a good twist. Uh, this one, it had the twist, but you saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. The bucket and a half though, goes for Tracy Letts script. Just the knockdown wasn't as, as good. The the look and feel of it. And then Amy Adams performance. I I did enjoy those three things, but that only warrants a bucket and a half from me. So (laughs) yeah. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through the woman in the window next week we'll be talking about arrival and you can stream that one on hulu and paramount plus i am clyde smith you can find me on twitter and instagram as i am clyde d smith i am javier villalobos you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr j 8200 thanks guys appreciate it hi 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.